Hi everyone, welcome back to Real Talk About Feminism. We're your hosts, Mackenzie and Haley, and this is episode 27. Today we are talking about the Bechdel test, and I'm so excited because, Haley, when we were planning, you kept asking, like, what's the Bechdel test? I've never heard of it. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll leave this one. I'll explain everything. So if you've never heard of it either, stay tuned for this episode. I'm actually really excited. And we have some fun examples. And Haley will be right along with you if you've never heard of it either. <laughs> yes, I have never heard of the Bechdel test, but this is something that Ken's has been talking about wanting to do for a little bit now. And so we're finally getting it in there. But I think this will be really interesting because um, we talked a little bit about it. Like she explained it, what it is to me before, but I haven't even like looked at the notes or anything. So I'm right there along with you guys learning about it. And I'm really excited. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> this will be a good one. Um, no news for me. Everything's pretty consistent on my end. Nothing changes really. Um, well, for all of our listeners, me and Ken's did something fun last night. We, um, so last week I announced, or maybe the week before I announced that I decided on where I'm going to go to school and that it's actually the same school as Ken's. Um, and so, you know, we're excited to be, you know, kind of going to college together. Um, so last night we did the first thing of like college event, you know, and we went to the volleyball game and watched them play. And then we drove by the apartment that I want to move into and just like looked at it from the outside. So it was fun. Um, Ken's is going to post a, a vlog soon from last night. We vlogged a little bit. It was really fun. And it was fun to just go out like neither of us had really been out like that in a while and something kind of different. Like we never really go downtown anymore so it was fun yeah I feel like I go downtown more than you I mean like it's not like yeah you do a crazy amount but yeah it's always just so fun so that's what we did last night that's our little update yeah okay well the feminist highlight for today I'm really excited about because I'm trying to find people that no one has really heard of or like aren't widely publicized or anything and this person I had never heard about. Her name is Kim Ang, and her last name is spelled NG. So if you're going to Google her, it's Kim NG. Okay. Um, she is the first Major League Baseball female general manager. And along with that, she's the first East Asian American Major League Baseball general manager as well. So kind of double whammy with her. Um, she is currently the general manager for the Miami Marlins, and she has been um, since 2020. So it's still fairly recent. Yeah. Um, but there was so much I put in here because as I kept reading about her, I was like, Oh my gosh, like I have to add that. This is so cool. So this one's kind of a long one, but she is really interesting. And like, I literally was just glued to the article I was reading. This is all from a time article, um, from time magazine. So we'll link it in the show notes like usual. So I recommend going and reading a little more about her as well. She's very cool. Um, she grew up in Queens and she was always passionate about baseball. And when she was a kid, she played stickball with the neighborhood boys. She said she was always the only girl and um, they loved it so much. Like they kind of just like made do with whatever was around. So like she mentioned that they use like a manhole for home plate. They would use cars for bases. Like 
landmarks for first bases and such. And it was cool. So um, she also in the article said she, quote, grew up as a tomboy for sure. So she was always, (laughs) always in that. Um, Sadly, when she was 11, her dad died. And this was super devastating for her because he was the one that actually introduced her to baseball. So she went on to play softball in high school. And as a junior, her batting average was 0.338. Yeah, I had the same reaction. I was like, I know nothing about (laughs) baseball. So I Googled it. And all the sources said anything above a 0.300 is really good. Some sources even said it was excellent. And anything like 0.400 and above was like basically impossible to achieve. So she had a really good batting average, even as a high school student. Yeah. Her senior year of high school, she was the president of the Women's Athletic Association. And straight out of high school, she applied to an unpaid internship. Um, It was with the Chicago White Sox. And the position was a baseball operations internship. So even though it was unpaid, she was super passionate about it. Her mom was extremely supportive because in the article it mentioned that she was like, I had to go tell my my Asian immigrant mother that I was taking an unpaid position while she's shelling out all this money for college. But her mom was very supportive and was with her every step of the way. And in this position, she started out with just doing small things and eventually worked her way up to where she is now. And one thing that stuck out to me was in the article, it, it talked about how like men always questioned why she was there, how she got there, she didn't belong. And she said one time a male staffer asked her to fetch a coffee and she said, no, thanks. I don't need a cup right now. Yeah, I was like, dang, Kim. Lady boss. Yeah, lady boss for real. So that was Kim Ang. Truly a wonder. I was just fascinated by her. We'll post some really cool pictures too. There was one in that article. It's like black and white of her playing softball in high school in 1986. So we'll post that one for sure. And a few other pictures of her life. Wow, that was really interesting. Um, Good for her. And I think like that really shows like whatever you're passionate about, um, you just need to go for it. And if if that's really what you're passionate about, like believe in yourself when you can do it. And obviously like her mom believed in her too. And so she was still supportive even when, um, Kim, her name's Kim, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even when Kim took an unpaid internship, you know, that you kind of need money to survive. Yeah. Yes. And it is risky, but she knew that that's what she wanted to do. And she started small and worked her way up. And that's amazing. That's super inspirational. Yeah. And in the article too, it mentioned like she literally spent decades doing this. I think specifically it was like three decades. And so it just goes to show that even if you're super passionate about something and you're not really feeling optimistic about it at the moment or kind of hopeless about it, things take time. So don't give up on anything just like him. Right. I love that. Yeah. So interesting. I can't wait for you guys all to see the pictures on our Instagram. You're like me too. Cause I haven't seen them. <laughs> I saw the one. Yeah. Just the one. Um, yeah. So that was Kim. Should we move on to the main dish for this episode? Yes. Let's move on to you teaching us all about the Bechdel test. Okay. So the Bechdel test, I'm sure many of you have heard it. Um, 
From Oxford Languages, their definition, it says, a way of evaluating whether or not a film or other work of fiction portrays women in a way that is sexist or characterized by gender stereotyping. So I've also seen a few other sources and like personally what I think too is like it's really a test of gender. It's not really a test of like how feminist a movie is or a show or a work of art. It's really just like how women are represented in films, if that makes sense. Because there's a lot that don't pass the test, but they have a lot of feminist undertones. Okay, yeah, because I was going to say, I was like, oh, so this is just, like, a test to see how feminist something is, but that's not correct. And, like, sure, to a degree, but, like, I really do think it's just deeper than, like, oh, that movie's not feminist because it doesn't pass these three criteria, you know? Yeah, okay. So moving on to the criteria. So there are three things. The first one is the work of art must feature at least two women. The women have to talk to each other and their conversation must be about something other than a man. So three simple criteria. Sometimes in some sources and some people think that there should be a fourth one, which is that both of the women have to be named. So we can sprinkle that in, but it's just the first three that really determine if it passes or not. Okay. I like that fourth one, but yeah. I do too. (laughs) Um, Because it can't just be like extra number three, you know, like I feel like it has to be like a meaningful interaction, but we'll get into that. Um, There's also this really cool source that while I was researching, I came across. It's called the Bechdel Test Fest, and it's a London based organization, and they examine all sorts of films and like have a festival about it and examine if they pass the test or not. It was really cool. I'll link it in the show notes. Yeah, I'll link it for sure because it was cool. So this is their mission and what they do according to their website. Quote, they're an ongoing screening collective who present films with a positive representation for women in film. We screen events throughout the year in and around London and guests curate for film festivals nationwide, end quote. Um, They also had the origin of the Bechtel test and like how it came to be on their website. So I learned this as well. This was very cool. It was inspired by a cartoonist named Alison Bechtel, and in 1985, she wrote and illustrated a comic strip called The Rule, and it had all this criteria mixed in. So this is kind of how it came to be. If you Google The Rule cartoon, I bet it'll come up. Okay, cool. So that's the basics of the test. It is very basic. There's not like any crazy criteria, any rules or anything. It's just these three things. So I thought it would be fun for this episode to just kind of like break down some real life examples. So to start, I'll give some recent movies or like some of our favorites that pass the test. Okay. Okay. So the first one that came to my mind because I'm watching it right now is Cruella, the new Disney plus movie. I'm almost finished with it. How, hold on, how are you almost finished with it? Because I told you to watch it, like, a week and a half ago. I know. Or two weeks. I know. I keep, like, watching it at night, and so I start to fall asleep, and I'm like, I don't want to let it run while, I, while okay. I'm sleeping. So, yeah, I'm watching it in bits and pieces. But that movie right, passes. Next. Ten Things I Hate About You, which is one of our favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Raya and the Last Dragon. Never seen oh, that one. Okay, you should watch it. It's really good. Okay. It's a really cute movie. 
Um, Black Widow, duh. Duh. In the Heights. <laughs> awesome. Um, this one I absolutely hated, but the movie Old, which came out recently. I- yeah, it was the one that me, mom, and our sister saw. Because you yeah, were gone. Yeah, I... I know that. Yeah, I was gone. I was in Florida, but I have not seen it still. Yeah, even though I hated it, it definitely passes the test. <laughs> and oh, well, that's good. Yeah. And last movie, Clueless, which is I feel like is like such a good example because sure, there's like undertones of like boyfriends and like trying. She's trying to find love and everything, but it's also like about women for sure. So that's yeah. a really good example. I felt. Um, Three movies that came to my mind as well that didn't pass the test at all. Ratatouille. Can you think of why, maybe? Maybe because it's about rats? (laughs) So. I don't know. Okay, so in the movie Ratatouille, there's only two female characters total throughout the whole movie. And they never talk. Well... Oh, the two never talk to each they other. They never talk to each other. Yeah, that's the criteria. They can talk, but it has to be to each other. So so in in Ratatouille, it's the, the female yes. chef and then the grandma at the beginning? Oh, I didn't think about that one. I was thinking Who's that the girl? Uh, food critic that's a woman that has like a two-minute scene. So I guess there's three women total, but yeah, they never speak to each other. So that's why. Yeah, okay. Um, again, this isn't to say like, oh, it's a bad movie. No, it's just an interesting test. I think it's actually really interesting to like examine movies in this way. Yeah. Because there's female characters, but they don't talk to each other. They They never talk. So the female characters that talk, do they have to be main characters? No. How do the female characters never talk? I know, but I watched it. It was recently that I watched it, and I was like, they never talked at all. Um, Obviously, Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow. Right. Um, And then the other one that came to my mind was Pepper Potts. They never talk. Huh. Well, I know, I think the Iron Man movie would definitely pass because Natasha Romanoff and Pepper Potts talk in that. I know they do. I haven't watched Iron Man in a while. Okay, so... I just watched that. But, I mean, that's different Was it the third one? So that's interesting. No, it was the first one. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so Avengers doesn't pass. Avengers doesn't pass. And then Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. So the very last movie, none of the female characters talk to each other yeah but like if you think about it like and like there's with this one specific specifically because like (laughs) um this one when I was on a website that was like talking about the Bechdel test this one came up as like it didn't pass and it explained (laughs) that there are like a couple characters that exchange like one line or like a one-sided conversation where one just says something to each other so, like, if you want to interpret it that way, maybe it could pass. But, like, if you're just looking at it objectively, I don't think it would pass. You know? Because, yeah. like, a one-sided conversation, I don't think that's substantial enough. Right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, can you think of any others that, like, or, like, we could, we're going to break some down in a minute. But, like, any of that come to mind right now? 
Um, sorry, I totally put you on the spot. <laughs> if you can't think of any, that's fine. Um, well, I'm just thinking of the movie that I was watching last night, um, Grown Ups. Oh my gosh, it's been so um, long since I've seen that. I'm actually watching it for the first time. Um, I saw the end of it, so I'm watching the beginning. I'm trying to go back to... So I know that two female characters have a conversation. Um, but I don't know if they have a conversation about anything other than a man. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. Based on what I saw. So I don't know. But that's one movie that Okay. I, I can think of. Okay. Yeah, I think because I know the movie, like what I remember, it's like it's like all men basically, like grown up men, right? Yeah. So and then their wives and their wives. Okay, so they probably talk about their husbands the whole time. Yeah, that's what okay. I'm thinking. Yeah, that's a hard one. Maybe I should go watch it. <laughs> all right, let's break down a few. So I chose a few movies, and we'll just take each question and try and figure out if it passes. Okay. Okay. So the first one, which I'm watching right now, <laughs> um, Legally Blonde. You know what's funny? I'm actually watching that right now, too, because I started oh it last gosh. night before we went to the game. So I started it last night, too, and then I'm, like, almost done with it. I was watching it, like, while I was getting ready. One of my favorite movies. Oh. So, okay, Legally Blonde. Okay, first question. Does it have at least two women? Yes. Yeah, so Elle, her two friends in the beginning, Paulette, Vivian, okay. Yes. Do they talk to each other? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Obviously. Do they talk about anything other than a man? Um yeah. Do they? Yes. Yeah, they, they do. do. Okay, good. So I um, watched it to like get ready for the episode, and this stumped me too. I was like, I really don't think they do. But even though the whole show is about like her going to Harvard for Warren, like there really isn't a lot that her and other female characters talk about him. If you watch the whole movie, yeah, because I was, I was gonna say I haven't even gotten to this part um, last night when I was watching it, but when she's talking to Vivian, mm-hmm. is that her? Name? Yeah, Vivian about the case yes like her and vivian talk about like you know like you did a great job like and that's not talking about another guy right. so and like even in the beginning like when the sales lady is trying to sell her the dress yes so yeah. like right off the bat it passes there's more than two uh, there's at least two female characters they talk to each other and it's something other than a man so literally within like the first Perfect. 10 minutes yeah yeah um yeah okay so legally blonde okay so Haley, <laughs> we're gonna break down diary of a wimpy kid okay is it your favorite yes. <laughs> okay so um the first one does it have at least two women yes yes okay um so i put patty farrell <laughs> holly yeah. hills and then the one weird girl who hides under the bleachers yeah, I don't what know is her name? name? She's so annoying. I don't know, but she's weird. And the um, mom. And then, and the mom. Yeah. How did I miss her, <laughs> Susan? Um, do they speak to each other? Um, Holly Hills and Patty Farrell, do I know? Yes. Girl, you are on it because when I was watching and, like, trying to figure it out, I totally missed that at first. <laughs> um, do they talk about something other than a man? I think so, yeah. Yeah, they do. 
it's like when Holly gets mad at her and is like, it's not going to last forever. Like, it doesn't matter about like the yearbook or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. A Star is Born. I've never seen that. Okay. You've never seen it. Okay. So I love this movie as well. This movie does have at least two women, mm-hmm. but the other woman is not named. Okay. Okay. So it's kind of like one of those. It could be. So obviously, like, there's Lady Gaga, who's the main character. That's pretty much the only female character. Okay. Um, The unnamed woman and Lady Gaga, they do speak to each other. But it's about a man. So this movie doesn't pass. Oh, no. (laughs) However, like, this is one of those ones where I'm like, it's such a good movie, though. Like, it really does have feminist undertones and feminist themes because she's so successful. Like, she worked her butt Mm -hmm. off for her fame. So it doesn't pass the Bechdel test, but it still has really strong feminist themes. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's not feminist. Right. Okay. Um, Haley, five feet apart. I'm going to have you break this one down. Um, okay. Um, so five feet apart, what's the first criteria? Does it have two women? Yes, it has two women. The nurses, it has the main girl, um, her friends, the mom. I've never seen this, so I'm curious. Wait. Are the nurses named? Yeah, they are. I just am terrible with names. Oh, okay. You've n- okay. But you've never seen Five Feet Apart? No, remember you kept t- telling me to watch it. I added it to my list. I just don't feel like crying. Oh my gosh, it's been out for so long. You have to watch it. I know. Okay, so it passes that first one. What's the second one? Do they speak to each yes, other? Yes, they do. And they speak to each other about, and they they talk about other things other than a man. Okay. So it passes. So then it would pass. Yeah. Awesome. Then it would pass. Yeah. So those are all the examples I came up with. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So I know. Did you kind of learn like what it's about? Yeah. Every time I watch a movie now, I'm probably going to be thinking of the Bechdel test mm-hmm. because like. It's just interesting, like you said, it's an interesting way to look at movies and to analyze movies. Right. Yeah, and, like, while I was researching, too, like, there were a lot of articles that also mentioned, like, in addition to women being underrepresented in Hollywood, like, races, other races Mm -hmm. other than white. Like, so it it brings up a whole other argument as well about how I mentioned, like, it's not really a test of how feminist a movie is. It's like how represented different groups are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's other tests that are the same type of thing, but for, you know, different races or different, I'm sure things like that. Yeah, I'm sure. So very interesting. Yeah, it's not overly complicated. It is cool though. Like as I've watched movies and even shows, like I've been watching the office so I'm like, oh, does this episode pass? You know, like, yeah, it's cool. That is so cool. Wow. That was really fun to learn about. And like I said, I'm definitely going to be looking at movies a different way now because there's just this interesting test of representation. Yeah. You guys, please DM us like any movies that you break down or shows or like ones that surprise you. Like if you're watching a movie and you're like, this doesn't pass. Are you kidding? Or like, how did this pass? Mm-hmm. Like, Send it to us. DM us on Instagram. Yeah. And on that note, uh, we always say like we love it if you guys reach out to us and, you know, DM us. Let us know what your guys' thoughts on the episode are. 
and we wanted to give a shout out to one of our listeners. Um, we will not name her for her own privacy, but um, she is one of my friends from school and she's super supportive and she sent me um, some videos after listening to the Texas abortion law episode and mm-hmm. just gave me her thoughts and her opinions. And it was really fun to hear her perspective and to hear from her. And um, she was super complimentary of us and the, and the podcast. So thank you for listening. And um, like we said, we love it when you guys reach out to us. So definitely reach out to us. You can send us videos on Instagram through the Real Talk About Feminism account or DM us or do anything like that. Like we love to hear from you guys. Yes, please do. At Real Talk About Feminism on Instagram, Real Talk About Feminism podcast on YouTube. And we are now on Apple Podcasts as well. I know we've announced that it's on our social media, but go check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yes, and new announcement since the last time we recorded. Um, we're on Twitter now. So go follow us oh, on yeah. Twitter, um, Real Talk About Feminism podcast. And we are going to start posting some more little updates on there. And Twitter's just like a super fun, easy way to share mm-hmm. updates. So we just want to yeah. get out there. So follow us on Twitter and stay connected with us. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week. Bye, everyone.